is the 40 Mag Think Out Loud podcast. I'm Maggie Kubler, and I'm a rebel. This is episode four, Rebel Yell. Okay, I am Maggie Kubler. Thanks so much for listening again to the 40 Mag Think Out Loud podcast. I hope you guys are doing okay. I hope you are somehow finding ways to defy the status quo. Um, It's a bit difficult for me here in Germany, considering I'm still locked in my house and I'm under a curfew, and that makes it very difficult to be a badass. But uh, I am wearing pajamas right now, and it is 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so fuck you, rules. Fuck you, system. (laughs) I'm so hardcore. I know. (laughs) Oh, I'm so hardcore. So the other day I bought a new pair of sandals and I spent a lot of money on them. Now, I'm a bit of a shoe whore. I love shoes. And so I found this one brand. uh, It's new to me, but it's been around for a long time. Barbara Bowie, I think it's probably pronounced. I don't know exactly. Um, But it's a French designer, uh, high-end luxury designer. I'm a big fan of those those kind of brands, and um, it's described as being rocker chic. And I was like, well, don't mind if I do. And I've been in the market for a pair of black sandals uh, for for a long time, actually. Um, just something casual and, you know, something that'll last and look cool, too. Um, and so, yeah, I spent a good bit of money on these shoes. And it's interesting to me because it wasn't that long ago where there, I never would have dreamed of spending this kind of money on these shoes, Um, but I've since kind of, I've come to the conclusion of the past few years, I kind of got rid of all of my clothes, all like the ones with holes in them from the gap. And you know, the ones I got for $10 from J crew and stuff like that, that I didn't really like, but I bought cause they were on sale, but I'm, I'm revamping my wardrobe and stuff like shoes are, you know, something that I, I really, really enjoy and really like, but I kind of have some feet issues from my time in the military. And so I really focus on high quality good shoes. Now, this ties into today's topic about rebellion a little bit. Now, how do shoes and rebellion tie in together? Well, here's the thing. I sound a little bit like I'm justifying my purpose, my purchase for these shoes, which I'm not. But the fact of the matter is, it took me almost to the age of 40 to realize that if I valued something, that value mattered. And so if I valued the concept of spending more money on shoes in the hopes that it would they would last 20 years, I have every right to live according to that value. And that was something that kind of took me a long time to get around. There was a, um, you know, it seemed frivolous to spend a lot of money on shoes, but I decided I valued that. And living according to my values and for me and what I think is completely tying into today's topic about rebellion. So before I get into the essay, um, this essay is really important to me. It's called Rebel Yell. And um, you'll it'll become more clear once I read it to you here in a little bit. But 
this concept of rebellion is something I have been pondering and thinking about and observing for quite a while now. And I never really understood why I sat so much on this concept. Why is rebellion something that sticks out to me so much? And there's a number of reasons why. You know, I'm at an age now where I'm kind of sick of of certain inhibitions. I'm sick of living according to certain expectations, like spend $10 on shoes. Why would you spend 300 on shoes? Because <laughs> I freaking want to, okay? Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm at an age now where I'm tired of living according to these expectations, but I'm still kind of being inhibited and held back by the systems and the structures that I was raised in. Uh, I was in the military, you know. <laughs> That's not really known as the bastion for personal expression and, you know, individualism. And so, the notion of rebellion for me has been something that's been really uncomfortable and something that I felt like I needed to do in order to bust through walls, bust out of these chains, but also on the same token, like, why? Why would I do that? I can just do what I want. I'm a grown woman, but didn't really recognize the message about what I thought rebellion was and where it fits into our lives. So that's why today's essay that I'm going to read to you is, is very important to me. This is kind of a, this has been a long process for me to kind of go through to recognize that rebellion is and always will be and must be a part of my life. So I hope you enjoy the essay. Coming up next is called Rebel Yell. Rebel yell. I'm afraid to admit this out loud. I cringe at the mental images of my parents, old teachers and classmates, ex-boyfriends, and the system smirking as I say it. It's uncomfortable and foreign and was socialized out of my consciousness a long time ago. It's something I was never allowed to be. But here goes. I'm a rebel, and I always have been. There, I said it. I'm a rebel who drives a Honda Civic, binge-watches a number of the Real Housewives franchises, and is secretly amused by the cliché, rosé, all day. I follow most rules, fear being criticized, and prefer to hover in quasi-anonymity by not bringing too much attention to myself. I have opinions about many things, but choose to keep most of them silent so as to not complicate my life. And, until now, I've been a rebel without a cause. It's been as recent as the past few weeks where I've rejected the notion of rebellion. It's too aggressive, and I don't care that much about anything in particular. Also, well, I'm a grown-ass woman. I don't need to rebel against anything. I can just do it. That all seems perfectly valid, I suppose. But basically, that's me being chicken shit, and being ignorant as to what point rebellion actually serves. It's not surprising I feel this way. The voices and structure of my past make it so. My personality does too. By nature, I am rather amenable and accommodating and am genuinely happy to support others. I'm exceptionally open-minded and I value compromise. On some level, I'm still a people pleaser. I've previously excelled in systems like degree programs and the military where there was no room for interpretation or individualism. I mean, I could hardly rebel when I was in the Navy. Although I did once consider a mutiny when I was required to show up to a uniform inspection in a skirt and heels. 
The thing is, under all that, I was still a rebel. Growing up, I was always the girl who walked to the beat of my own drum and never understood why people judged others for their choices. I was a creative type who would glue sequins on my shoes in the shape of music notes or would rock out to Jethro Tull when my friends listened to Paula Abdul. I wore crazy earrings and loud bum equipment t-shirts. I rarely, if ever, gave in to peer pressure. And even though I was sometimes bullied or rejected by friends, I resented the very notion of conformity. I thought it was unfair. Unless it was set upon me by my parents or my church or my teachers or the United States Armed Forces. You know, if you were superior to me. Rebellion was about defying authority. Something a good, people-pleasing, supportive, obedient girl would never do. And something a grown, confident, supportive, amenable woman didn't need to do. Besides, I'd look ridiculous in a pink mohawk. So why, as a 40-something woman who works for myself with little over me in terms of authority, except for Angela Merkel, who seems to disagree, but I digress, why do I still feel this urge to defy? What is this resentment that brings me to action? It's my great injustice, my rebel's cause, conformity. The cause I've always had. It's taken me 40 years to understand it and may take me 40 more to actually get really good at it. But I now see that rebellion is not about rejecting authority. It's about rejecting the unquestioned status quo. It's simply a collection of acts of resistance to a perceived injustice. It's trying to right what I think is wrong in society. And it's not self-serving. It's about doing good. Since fighting against conformity is my conviction, there's no right way to rebel. It's as brash as I want it or as discreet as I want it. It can be all pink mohawks and anarchy symbols or it can be Hondas and Starbucks. It can be me standing on some capital steps or it can be me refusing to do so or anything in between. In essence, by doing what I want and following my inner compass, I am, in effect, rebelling. It's simply about resisting external expectations. I never outgrew my rebellion. I am a rebel. I'll always be the same little nonconformist, rule-questioning life observer I always was. Only now, I wear leather. Okay, so how rock and roll was that? <laughs> I'm your little Jethro Tull listening anarchist, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm far from an anarchist. Uh, but that's an important distinction I want to make as we get into this conversation about rebellion. It's an important distinction I want to make here because I believe that the concept of rebellion is something that has been vilified or a notion that um, it's something that you're not allowed to do. But the truth of the matter is, is I believe that the world needs rebellion. It is the way to move society it is the way to grow and progress. I believe it's a way to eradicate certain injustices. I believe that rebellion is necessary. But I believe that there's this notion that rebellion is something that's aggressive or something that is violent or something that is coercive. And while it can be that sometimes, and many people try to justify their cause uh, or justify being coercion and being coercive in the name of their cause. 
And I reject that notion because I don't believe in necessarily replacing one injustice with another, but we can get into the ethics of that at another time. But the truth of the matter is, is I, I believe that rebellion has this connotation. That's the way I was raised. That's the way the systems and perspectives and culture I was raised in is rebellion had this connotation of being something that is something that somebody from kind of a subordinate position would do over a position of authority and you were trying to kind of reassert power or recalibrate the power dynamics or whatever it was. But that's not true, actually. What I believe rebellion is, is just as I said in the essay, it's more of a fact of, it's, it's a series of conscious choices and actions that one must actually do in order to be rebellious uh, that flies in the face of a particular injustice for the purpose of either critiquing that injustice or getting rid of that injustice or not allowing that injustice specifically to overtake the individual. So in my case, I believe that conformity is a huge injustice. I believe that that's an injustice on society. I believe it's an injustice on the world. I believe that humans are created to be inherently free. And and thus, in my case, I believe that the status quo, which forces conformity onto a person or tries to, um, by way of coercion, to get people to conform, I believe that that is an injustice. And so I, I just want to be clear here that I don't necessarily believe that rebellion is simply living true to yourself. Um, I know it kind of sounds a little bit like that. Hey, I bought new shoes because I wanted new shoes. Now I'm a rebel. But that's not really the case because this is a philosophical, ethical motivation that I feel. I feel as though the status quo trying to enforce me to conform against my personal values or my personal wishes, I believe that that is an injustice. And it is an act of rebellion Okay, that's where I want to be clear about a systematic collection of actions against a particular injustice is what I believe rebellion to be. So when I'm buying shoes that I want because I want to, and I can hear somebody's voices out there kind of going, oh, why did you spend that much money on shoes, da-da-da-da-da, that is, that is a rebellion in a way that, sh- that says my values align with this. You can judge me, you can criticize me, you can tell me that I should concern myself with starving children around the world, you should shame me, guilt me, all that kind of stuff. But I reject that notion because my values align with this. And so I believe that that is an act of defiance against the status quo or a particular status quo, okay? So that's where I I want to be really clear where I'm delineating between just living true to myself and being rebellious because I find it an injustice if people want to judge me or criticize me or force me to do something. And I believe judgment and criticism is an act of coercion. I believe judgment and criticism is an act of trying to make me conform. And so that's where if I don't align with whatever the external expectations are, I will resist against that. And that is a conscious choice. And that is my form of rebellion. Okay. 
Now, in terms of rebellion, there are a number of aspects where I believe um, it's <laughs> you have to have all of these aspects in order to actually be rebellious, as opposed to just being either a revolutionary, um, stubborn, uh, living true to myself, and whatever you know, other bumper stickers you want to put on your on your car. There's a number of facets that I believe must exist in order to actually be. Um, productively rebellious. Okay. One of them I've, I, you know, I've already been talking about it here. It's challenging the status quo or a particular status quo. Um, and it's, it's, it's a critique on a particular injustice. It is a resistance against a particular injustice. As I've made it clear, um, I believe that conformity and forcing people into conformity is a particular kind of injustice. And so I will resist that where prudent and where necessary. I'm not just saying any, any little thing that pisses you off, resist, resist, resist. No, I'm talking about what is the status quo trying to coerce you or force you to do to align with their values that goes against your values. So these are actual specific actions that one must take in order to actually be a rebel, to sit there and say, I disagree with this and I believe that this is an injustice, but to not actually do it, that's not rebellious. So you must actually challenge the status quo defy a particular injustice, do the actual action, don't just think it. And it can be just a resistance in small ways. It doesn't need to be this really aggressive, overt, um, I'm living on the street shouting at the man kind of thing. It can be if you want. I don't, I don't care if you think you're getting the job done <laughs> in your way of life, go for it. Um, but it can be, you know, rebellion in just small ways. Case in point, I buy expensive shoes, no matter what people think. Um, and I know that there be people out there judging me. But, you know, also a rebel doesn't necessarily concern themselves so much with the end result of your choice. You know, if I were to sit there and, and um, buy my shoes and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know some people are going to criticize me for spending that kind of money on shoes. Well, I have to live with that. A rebel is not going to walk off and beat myself up over the idea that some stranger or somebody, you know, even my mother or a friend or whoever, you can't walk off and beat yourself up. But to that end, another thing that's really important in order to be a rebel is that you must never stop learning, you must always be observing. If you're not observing and willing to grow and progress um, through society as society exists, you're just kind of digging your heels in and you're just being stubborn. Um, I believe rebellion is about being aware of what society is and adjusting your values as necessary and as you're able and as you're willing to society. Because, you know, on some level, however much is relevant to the individual, on some level, we do need other people. So you can be a rebel. You can be a rebel and go, I don't know, barricade yourself in a house in the woods somewhere. You can be a rebel who's like me. And I, I want to coexist with people in the world. And I want to understand what's going on in the world. And I want my value systems to align in a way that allows me to be a part of a functioning society um, to the level that I'm willing to. So that's why it's really important to constantly learn and be open-minded to what society says and what society is doing. But you don't need to 
ever, if you don't want to, relent to what society is trying to force you to do. Okay? All right. I hope that's really clear. Um, This is taking me about 40 years of thinking and pondering and observing and all that good stuff to kind of really kind of come to terms with the fact that I am a rebel. I've always been a rebel and I always will be a rebel. And I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the 40 Mag Think Out Loud podcast. And I'm looking forward to thinking out loud with you again in episode five. Don't know what it's going to be about yet, but hey, (laughs) I'm resisting expectations. Have a good one. Cheers. Just a thought. Being rebellious is not a negative until it moves into coercion. 